Welcome to The Real Look. I'm Bruce Hardy. I'm so excited to introduce this episode's Northern Lights guest, David Hoggard, with Keller Williams Sunset Corridor in Hillsborough, Oregon. Well, David's been in the real estate industry for 20 years, leading his team, River and Sea, to serve the North Oregon Coast community. In his decades of experience, David has adopted a client's first philosophy by keeping himself accessible, being a good listener, strongly communicating, and responding quickly to their needs, he's able to serve his clients at the highest level. From marketing to market knowledge, negotiating to recruiting, we're getting into all the hot topics today. Please enjoy this conversation with David Hoggard. Well, g'day, David. Welcome to The Real Look. Where does today's podcast find you? Astoria, Oregon. Beautiful Astoria, Oregon. So, David, we all have a life, right, and a story prior to real estate. So give us a little bit of your background prior to getting into real estate. <laughs> I don't know if we have enough time, but uh, <laughs> born a poor farm boy. I lived on farms, cattle and stuff for years. My early days going to work, I worked in things on the farm, worked in a seed plant, worked on a drilling rig. Then I got in the car business. And I was in the car business for a little over 20 years, owned and operated and managed different uh, car dealerships. What was the impetus then to switch careers and get into real estate? 9-11 hit and the market kind of crashed. The bad thing, which I really love about real estate that didn't have in the car business is you have a lot of inventory, a lot of dollars sitting out on a lot. Takes up a lot of money. And when things turn, cars aren't like homes. They don't gain in value. They start depreciating quickly. So anyway, that kind of lost venture. I've been used to being my own boss for so many years, and I'd always been in, you know, invested in real estate here and there. So a friend of mine asked me, he says, hey, you know, let's get your license. So I went out, got my real estate license, and I've never looked back. How many years ago is that, David, that you got your real estate license? 20 years ago, 2020 or 2003. Okay. So take us back to that first year in the, in the real estate business. After you'd finally gotten licensed and jumped in, what was the start like for you? <laughs> well, it's interesting. I went to work for a guy, Cole Banker Company here in town, and I had never done anything in the real estate, never written a contract. I've signed contracts, but I get there and my four days is Saturday. And the guy walks in and wants to pay cash for a piece of property down the coast of ways. And I hadn't a clue where the documents were, what to do. But, you know, he said, I'll get it figured out. He said he'd be back and he got on the be back bus and I never seen him. That was kind of my start. And after that, then obviously I got with uh, some of the other realtors in the office and they started taking the, the green guy by and, and get, helping me get started and get going. And, and at that time, the market was really a good market. It was probably well balanced. In essence, we had a lot of real estate for sale, a lot of buyers. Business was good. Not quite like it was here during the COVID deal. A lot of people got in the business back then too, because it was just easy. You know, there's a listing, you had buyers and they sell. And so everything was there. That all went along great. And I moved franchises a couple of times more because of location. But then in 07, when everything crashed, the bank crisis and everything else, that was a whole different thing, you know, coming out of that. And again, we lost tons of realtors during that period of time. You know, I survived. Those that survived stayed in it and, you know, work hard. You just don't wait for the phone to ring. So you know, I went through that process and came out. 2011, 2012, when it started coming back, I was actually in a position where I was working for Remax, and the owner of the franchise decided she wanted out, so I ended up buying it from her. 
at right at the right time because everything was rock bottom. So I got lucky. Things started going up. You know, going through all the foreclosure stuff, there was, again, lots of inventory. You're dealing with short sales, this, that, and the other. But, you know, it was coming back and you had the inventory. I just kind of expanded and grew, built my teams up. I had two locations and one in Gearhart and one in Astoria. Well, COVID come along and really opened up things where everybody, again, another situation, everybody getting in on the easy. All I had to do was have a license and then it was just, you know, you got a buyer. It was no negotiations. It's how much over are you going to offer and how few concessions are you going to give? And of course, once again, everybody would have got their real estate license. And then a year ago, I ended up switching franchises and I, I went to Kell Williams, which I wish I'd done years ago. Their platform, their support, the tools they have are absolutely amazing and it's probably one of the best things they ever did. So now we find ourselves in this situation, everybody's panicked. You know, is this 2007 again? Well, it's not 2007 again. You know, everybody's interest rates, well, they're not 2.3, they're not 3%, they're not, no. But back in the day, you know, 8% was a bargain. You couldn't get, you know, if you got 8%, you were somebody. I mean, geez, the days it was 18%, you know, a lot of it, are 13%. So, you know, realtors again panicking. Wait, what are we going to do with this? What's this? What's going on? You know, it's getting used to the what's more going to be the norm. And what people seen was unprecedented low interest rates. It'll never be there again. Never, ever. I, I don't think so in anybody's lifetime. We'll ever see interest rates like that. But the interest rates aren't bad. Everybody's yeah. just so used to them being so low. What did you do specifically to survive through that period, the, the Great Recession back in 2007 and beyond? As you mentioned, so many people got out of the business. But what did you do specifically to make that work for you? You just work. And I think the thing that from the time I got in business, I always followed up on my clients. So every time I got a client, now maybe they're not ready for a year or two or three or four or whatever, but I stayed in contact with these clients all the time. I've always been involved in the community. You just go out there and you work. You just do the same things I was doing before. I mean, there are people that I've been working with five years prior that all of a sudden call me on the phone and say, hey, I want to buy this condo or something. So it's just working. That's what we have to do now. You, you stay in touch, do your follow-up, stay in touch with your contacts, stay out amongst the people, you know, what we do. That's awesome. I mean, you work the Oregon coast. Your geography is probably a little different than most people because you've got a mountain range that basically separates you from everybody else. What have been some of the differences, perhaps, in doing business out there on the coast? Well, we're in one of the largest counties, but it's sparse. You know, there's probably 30,000 people in the county. And we serve a little bit of out of that, but we basically go from Astoria, we go south down to almost a Tillamook. We're also being a coastal community. And the other things that change, Astoria used to be a town you went through. Now Astoria is a destination, just like Seaside has always been a destination because you got the beach, you got the arcades, you got all that kind of stuff. That's where all the kids, everybody go. Gearhart's always been and still is kind of the opposite of that. A lot of people like to live there. It's in between Astoria and, and Seaside. And you see a lot more retired money people there that, you know, it's quieter lifestyle. And then you go on down to Canopies, that's the most expensive real estate. You're traveling, you know, especially in Astoria. If I want to deal with a client that's in Manzanita or something, that's a long day. So I typically referral that business out. But when I started going, I took anything and everything I get. I drive yeah. as far on the coast as I had to to do a transaction. I mean, we're 90 minutes from Portland. Washington is just across the river. You know, it's five, 10 miles across the river. We can be in Washington. Yeah. Although I've never invested in my license over there because I, I do have agents that are licensed in Washington. But have a hard enough time knowing my own market without trying to learn Washington market. So, David, you have a team now. What was the journey to getting leverage into your world? At what point did you start adding people into your own business? 
But when I bought the franchise, I had two locations and I had already been managing broker for a while. So I already had agents. One point I had 20 some agents and then in 07, obviously I dwindled down, but I had the office in Gearhart, which I ended up closing because it was just easier for me to keep everything in a story. And I've always been a philosophy. I believe that you're only as good as the people around you. So you got to surround yourself with good agents, good people, good staff, because you're only as good as they are. You know, you can be a superstar by yourself, but you can only go so far. But if you surround yourself with good people, a good atmosphere, that's what makes it. That's really what makes it. So what do you do specifically to get into business with the right people? We try to recruit agents with similar philosophies and thoughts. We're kind of like a family organization. I mean, everybody here gets along real well. There's nobody trying to steal another guy's listing. There's no arguments. Oh, that was my client. Or we meet every Tuesday. We go over whatever obstacles somebody might have. And we're always looking for something KW has or, you know, an expert come in and talk with us. And so just trying to stay on top of the market, staying on top of technology. You're always learning and growing or, or you're going backwards. You mentioned how it feels in the office and that's tied closely to culture. So what do you do to ensure that you've got a good, strong culture in your organization? It starts with leadership. You know, it goes from top down, but everybody gets involved in different things in the community. Some people may be involved with different organizations, whether it's the Kiwanis or the Elks or the Scandinavian Festival. We've got a Crab Festival coming, involved with the hospital and numerous different charities. Just be out there. Show an example that, you know, we're here for the community. We're here to help. That's our main thing is we're not here to twist anybody's arm to buying or selling a home. We're here to help these people through the process, try to make it easier and protect them through the process. Yeah, I love that. We know the foundation of all real estate is lead generation. What do you do to generate leads in your business? We're like everybody else, I guess, or a lot of people. I mean, we buy leads from Zillow. I buy a pretty good block. And then the agents, if they take a lead, they have to pay me back a small percentage for that lead. But that way, I get a bunch of leads and everybody has a chance of getting these leads. So it helps their business grow, which in turn helps my business grow. From our website, you know, we never place good leads. But uh, the majority, I think the leads, well, not majority, but a good portion of them come from past business and referrals from past business. Yeah. Well, I would assume that being a community that's really somewhat small, like you said, I mean, 30,000 people in the whole county. A lot of it has to be around relationships. And you mentioned that your involvement in the community, does that drive a lot of the conversation then because you are so visible in the community? Yes, yes. I say I've been here for 35 years. So, and I've owned several businesses, but again, been doing this 20 years. I personal friends with a good bunch of, you know, community leaders, business owners. He's an excuse to play golf too, but I network a lot at the, the Story Golf and Country Club. You're always meeting good quality people out there and, you know, just being around getting your reputation out there and word gets around. Small communities, word gets around. You know, people you can trust, people to do business with is really the bottom line. You alluded to it earlier. What was it that actually caused you to make the decision to move from being basically an independent broker to actually aligning with Keller Williams? The biggest thing was support, an expense structure. Pretty much an expensive company to be affiliated with, plus expensive for agents to be affiliated with. And they were all out of Denver, Colorado. So we had a rep that we'd rarely ever see. They didn't have, you know, the technology that KW has, their command system. You got basically complete contact management system built in there. The whole thing's just amazing. Anything goes up, make a call. They're right there in Hillsboro. They come down. <laughs> and they come down here. We did a little ribbon cutting here just a while back because I rent space to Churchill Mortgage and, you know, have people down here for a ribbon cutting and stuff. It's just a tremendous amount of support. 
you call them and they answer the phone. And if not, they're right back to you in all aspects. You need help with whatever department it is, have an issue with the transaction or have an issue with technology. Their technology is amazing. You know, they're right there to help you. Love that. Love that. Now, you know, you mentioned that you can't really talk a buyer into buying a house or a seller into selling a house and you're really providing service. And a big part of that is communication. How do you maintain that communication with your database, your clients, and then, of course, with the agents in your organization? Are they all in your office or are they spread up and down the coast as well? No, most of them are in my office. You know, I have a couple of them that work from home, especially after I just I have the story office. I also have a small space in Seaside, just a drop-in space. But most of them work in the office. Again, it's it's having a good follow-up system, the command system. Everybody has their own different ways of doing follow-up, but most everybody does follows up with emails, phone calls. Our main goal is you know set an appointment, constant follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. That's really the bottom line. One of the big comments we get sometimes from some of the clients that we get is one of the first comments is, well, geez, you guys answered your phone. You know, I left message with so-and-so, you know, three or four times or three or four days ago. We never hear back. Well, that don't happen here. We press harder and that phone, we get the lead from anywhere. You know, we're on it right now. Not tomorrow, not three hours from now, four hours from now, but the minute that lead comes in, we're on it. I love that wisdom you just shared with our listeners there because answer your answer your phone. For goodness sake, it's not rocket science what we do, right? And yet it's the little things that all add up and make a difference to the level of service that you provide. Now a brief word from our sponsors. Stick around. With Keller's successful career opportunities in real estate, also known as K-Score, we now live in a world where education is affordable, accessible, and students don't have to worry about financial constraints or the confinement of a physical classroom. K-Score is the first of its kind as a national, fully digital real estate training program. Keller Williams teamed up with Kaplan Real Estate Education to offer state-approved pre-licensing curriculum for aspiring real estate agents and continued real estate education credits for existing agents. Find out what K-Score offerings are available in your state by visiting kwnwr.com slash K-Score and jumpstart your real estate career today. So David, as, as you look forward with your business and your career, what are you most excited about? Well, I love what I do. When we bring newer agents in, you know, I enjoy training them and watching them blossom. Clean not all of them do, but it's fun to watch some of them grow and do well. And I mean, I've had some that I've mentored and grown, and then they've gone out with their own company with my blessing, because I'm proud that they came in. I was to help them become their own entrepreneur and go on and build their own deal and become extremely successful. I'm just glad I'm a part of that. So obviously, I like everybody to stay forever. But at the same time, if I'm not doing my job completely, if these people aren't getting better and better and better, to a point where, hey, at some point, they're going to want to go out and grow and do their own thing. And the ones that have, you know, I still keep good contact with. You know, one of my particular ones is she's probably the best there is out there, uh, you know, better than I am. Business guy. She's just really something. But we have lunch every month, you know, and just catch up and talk. And we call once then. But you know, staying in touch with these people and keeping contact and working together. You know, small community. You know, people go, we're all going to work together. And we're still going to be doing transactions together. And everything's about relationships. Right. You know, it truly is. Yeah. I mean, well, and obviously, you lean in on that. 
to have relationships like that and for people to leave your business and become ultimately competitors and still maintain that relationship yeah. is a huge deal. David, I like to ask everyone this question, and that is, if you were to go back and talk to your younger self looking to get into real estate, what would your advice be? <laughs> well, believe it or not, I'm 64 years old. And back when I was in my early 20s, uh, Fred and I, back in the day, I was working off our business, lived out about 120 miles from Salt Lake City. We decided to go take the real estate exam and take this class for a period of time, getting real estate at that time. Now, if I could go back again, I would spend more time studying and doing that real estate license because I believe there's so much opportunity in this business and whether it's, you know, helping people and, and what you can make with clients but personally, you know, the opportunities you have as a real estate agent to become an, a real estate investor, create wealth. The younger me would be retired right now somewhere in the Bahamas or something. I don't know. But. A lot of people have given similar advice. We should have got in earlier, right? And we should have focused on buying more real estate. Yeah. Well, I just want to say to our listeners, if any of you have any referrals out there on the Oregon coast, look no further than River and Sea, and we'll have David's contact information in the show notes. David, it's been a, a pleasure visiting with you today. Thank you for sharing your story and, and some of your wisdom. Again, we're very, very appreciative. Thanks so much. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to be on. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Support for today's episode is provided by Keller Covered. Keller Covered is an innovative platform that allows your clients to quote and purchase home insurance policies from over 40 top-rated carriers in just minutes. With Keller Covered, your customers will have access to an online questionnaire that will deliver multiple competitive quotes in a matter of seconds. Our program is supported by over 200 licensed insurance agents who will make sure your customers are getting the right coverage at the best possible price. They will also help you access a wide variety of bundling options to save you even more money. Keller Covered is a valuable way to grow your business by leveraging your co-branded site to generate new leads. For more information, call 512-855-7158 or email us at support at kellercovered.com. Well, that was a pleasure talking with David today. One of the things I loved about this interview was the fact that he got back to the basics, right? He said, answer your phone. I mean, it seems so silly. And yet what we know today is, is people aren't as responsive. And by the way, it's the reason as an industry that we've lost control of lead generation. And now we're actually having to pay companies like Zillow, Realtor.com, OpCity, many of these other aggregators for our leads is because we didn't do a good job with this in the first place. So I think his advice around that, answer your damn phone, works. The other thing I thought that David shared, and, and hopefully it came across, was building relationships. And you can see in his business and in his market, relationships are paramount. Getting involved in the community. And again, you know, we've had many of our top producers talk about this and how important those relationships are. You know, he shared that you're only as good as the people you have around you. So surround yourself with good people and a good atmosphere in which to work in. I love the fact that when we have these interviews, we get to talk with people about culture 
and the culture in their business, in their team, and how important that is. And by the way, you know, culture will happen and you can either be on the front end of that where you're designing it or on the back end of that where you're actually being handled by the culture that actually emerges in your business. I love the fact too that David was very diversified in his lead generation. So he did buy leads, but again, the majority of these leads still come from past business and referrals. And that's why working a database matters. And you know, he mentioned the CRM, right? And he was talking about the value of the CRM in his business to go make that happen. So I think this is really, to me, getting back to the basics of who we are and what we do. I loved his advice to himself, which was, I should have done it earlier. A lot of us could actually sympathize with that thought, right? That, gosh, I wish I'd gotten into real estate earlier. Oh, by the way, I wish I'd invested in real estate earlier. And what would that look like today? It's fun to have somebody from a a different market. The Oregon coast is a different market. Again, I encourage you, if you've got any leads out in that area, don't hesitate to give them a call. Next week's Northern Lights guest is Zach Entwistle with Keller Williams Tacoma in Tacoma, Washington. We'll see you next week on The Real Look. This podcast is produced by Marissa Frost. Visit kwnwr.com to access the show notes from today's episode. Head over to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe to The Real Look. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with a breakdown of all things real estate.